Welcome to the Jay Rice Fit Show. This is your fitness and nutrition coach, Justin Rice, here bringing you a special 420 and Easter episode. So yesterday I got a chance to see Joe Rogan perform live here in San Diego on 420. So I figured it would be a great opportunity to put together some of my favorite clips from his podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience. His performance was absolutely electrifying, and I highly recommend seeing him live. Let's dive right into it. Starting off with the first clip here today, titled, Listen to This Every Day, Episode 19, Joe Rogan Motivational Speech 2019. Here we go. But I think one of the reasons why these people have this deep-seated anger and resentment is there's a bunch of people out there that have these lives that are deeply unsatisfying because I think somehow or another through momentum and just through just things falling into place the way they are and people trying to fit their lives around the way these pieces have fallen into place there are so many people that are working all day long doing something that is deeply unsatisfying and and almost painful yeah, to them yeah soul killing soul killing yeah. they're stuck in traffic all day and then they're stuck in a cubicle after that they 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 relish the time to take a shit in the bathroom and look at their phone i mean they literally do that that's a, a highlight of someone's day they get in traffic on the way home. They get home after that, they're watching television. And they're fucked. I think that there's a ton of people out there that are probably listening to this that would like to be able to do something else. Absolutely. Whether it's make furniture. Well, they don't want a revolution. In, right. They want to do something that's not soul yeah, if yes. you're If you make furniture, you make furniture for a living, and you, you feel a great satisfaction out of that, and you sell that furniture, look, man, for making furniture feels good. If you can do that, you could you could cut those corners perfectly and sand everything down nice and stain it, and then it's done, and you get the satisfaction, and you sell it to someone, and that pays your bills. That is infinitely more satisfying than being stuck in some fucking cubicle working for someone that you don't want to work for, having to have these stupid fucking office meetings, talking to people in human resources, sitting down with your supervisor where they evaluate your job performance, and, you know, you're not really, you know, you, you really need to be enthusiastic about this company. This company is your future. This company, and you're like, fuck, kill me now. You know, there's a lot of people out there that would way rather do something else, and I hope they understand that they can. There's, there's a lot of people out there that have interests and they've never pursued those interests because they're fucking tired from doing they're some tired, boring, yes. soul-sucking It's job. hard to go to work and, and put your effort into that and then come home and then work for yourself. It's yeah. very hard. But I'll tell you what, there's, there's a part, like you said, there's a part of it that once you start making stuff for yourself that's self-motivated, right? It, like uh, I told somebody to start a podcast and I said, the first time you get some feedback email, that will kick you in the rear end to keep doing the it, it becomes it becomes um you know life is a verb i always say and you have to actually act but by acting you change everything in your future and i think there's way more creative people out there than we realize oh yes absolutely and i think they would love to have some sort of an opportunity to do something like that and especially like an artist somebody who's an artist man there's never been a better time to be an artist because you could showcase your work and in, in, in Look, if you send me something cool and, uh, you know, you send it to me on Twitter, I'll You'll fucking retweet, retweet yeah, it. Yeah, totally. I retweet things all the time. Mm -hmm. And all that takes is someone else has to see that and say, wow, that's amazing. And then doot, 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 it just propagates to all these different people's Instagram feeds and all these people's Twitter feeds. And next thing you know, you've got a business mm -hmm. and you're up and running. And it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be quick. But, but the job you're doing now right. ain't easier, yeah. quickie. The soul killing one ain't easier, quickie. But people think like, oh, how long is that gonna take? Oh, but when you know when you start out doing a podcast, well, I only got ten downloads. Well, that's how it works. I just did it 
as a passion project. And I think if people have a regular day job, if you could just find some one thing that you do as a passion project and just keep building on it, just keep at, keep watering it, keep adding fertilizer, keep giving it attention, keep giving it focus, and you can escape. You can escape, and you can be self-serving. You can be okay. You're going to be okay. You just, just do something that's good. Stop saying it's saturated. If you're good, it'll stand out. This idea that, oh, oh, it's easy for you to say. Everybody's got these stupid barriers they put in their own head. you got to resist those goddamn things because they don't do you any good, and they certainly define the potential for your future in a negative way. It's not self-serving, and it's not even real. You know, you, 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 you put this artificial ceiling on the potential for what you're doing. If you hit a wall, Okay, that just means you need to regroup and rethink. It doesn't mean that wall's there, especially when it comes to something like social media or like a, a podcast, something where you're just you're putting out a piece of art, you're putting out something that you've created. There's no wall as far as like how many people are going to enjoy it or how far it's going to go. It's just it is what it is, and if people don't like it, make it better. If they like it less, fix that. F figure out a way to do it. You can do that. And this this idea that there's no way to get past the starting block today is just ludicrous. It's crazy. And it's just this this poor thinking. And people that are trapped in bad situations, one of the problems is you feel like this is your future. You feel like you're fucked and you can't get out of that. There's no hope. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. There's no rainbow. And if you feel like that, that alone can be incredibly defining and limiting. But if you can look at, if you look at yourself objectively and say, okay, I kind of am fucked here. I'm in credit card debt, I'm working in a shitty job, I, I, I don't like what I'm doing, but I have some ideas. I need to feed those fucking ideas. And I, fe I, I need to feed them and water them, and I need to set aside a certain amount of time every day to just try to make those things happen. You can do that. I think here's an important thing, too. Failure is important. It is important. I think failure teaches you things that you don't learn from success. I think failure gives you an opportunity for self-examination. It also gives you a feeling that is very uncomfortable. And that very uncomfortable feeling helps you grow. That when you feel like shit, you screw something up. Like, when I've had bad podcasts, my podcast has always gotten better afterwards. When I've had bad stand-up sets, I've always gotten better after that. Because those bad sets motivate you. They, get, they give you a perspective, like, hey... Here's some clear examples of where you fucked up. Yeah, what not to do. Yeah, don't, and don't look at these failures as, like, proof that you suck. Look at them as opportunities for growth. Look at them as opportunities to be motivated to do better. Man, there's a path, and you, we, we think of people, like, you see an old person walking down the street, you go, oh, that person's always been an old person. No, that was a baby. That was a baby that became a 90-year-old man. There's a, there's a progression that you're not witness to. You don't see it. And that, that, that takes place in everything. It takes place in authors. It takes place in comedians and musicians. There is a starting point, and then with time and focus, and as long as you reevaluate and reassess and constantly, objectively look at what you're doing and then pursue it with passion and focus, you get better at things. Dabbling in the idea of improving themselves. And the real way to do it is you got to write down what the fuck you want and then go after it. If you decide, I'm going to get down to, bang, I'm going to do this. I'm going to run a marathon in less than five hours. I'm going to, you know, whatever the fuck it is, you got to write that shit down and go for it. Well, my workout, I schedule every Sunday. I schedule everything that I'm going to do during the week. I say, I have to do yoga two times this week. I have to lift weights three times this week. I have to run twice this week. And however I fit that in, I fit that in. But I owe those things.
and you don't need two and a half hours. You can get a great workout in 40 minutes, and that's all you need for the whole day. 100%. Yes. You know, this idea of time. Like, how much time did you put in today? Like, you could work out in a bullshit manner for two hours and not get nearly as much done as you can for a half hour hard just running. So I have to get those things in. The only exceptions are injuries and sickness. I do everything that I can to put my body and my brain in a good place so that I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my engine smooth. I'm changing my oil, I'm changing my spark plugs, I'm making sure that it's operating. I mean, it's not gonna be perfect, but yeah. I know that I've done my best to keep it working the best that it can. There's consequences that you pay to constantly seeking comfort and, and avoiding discomfort and avoiding hard work. And those consequences are you're never gonna feel self-realized, you're never gonna feel like you accomplished anything, you're never gonna have this feeling of understanding that difficulty and struggle and and the ability to push through that is a muscle and you develop that muscle Correct. by doing it and once you do you develop a lot of self-satisfaction and you develop peace of mind and you you understand that you can overcome obstacles if you don't have to overcome obstacles you never know whether or not you can unless you are faced with actual adversity you don't understand how you're going to feel and how you're going to react when you overcome that adversity Fine. things that are difficult when you do these difficult things you're stressing your mind or I should say, don't even stressing your mind, exercising your mind and exercising your body's ability to manage intense situations. It's hard. It's very difficult. It's very testing. And in doing so, you, you lessen the stress of regular life. The more stressful situations that I experience, the more I understand what they are and the more I can relax. But it's also like, the ma a matter of constantly being exposed to these stressful situations where there's not a long break in between doing stand-up or a long break in between martial arts training where to, to the point where anxiety can build up and then once you get into it it's almost an it's an unusual situation instead of an, a usual one what i tell people is the best advice that i i've ever heard it's the best advice i ever came up with is that live your life like you're the hero in your movie Right now is when the fucking movie starts and your life is a shitbag disaster. Yeah. Pretend you are, uh, right now, you are in the part of the movie that starts and it shows you as a fucking loser. And just decide not to be a loser. Live your life like this is a documentary crew following you around and you are analyzing your own game. Do what you would want to do so that your kids one day would look back at it and, and see that documentary and look on it with pride. Like, wow, my dad was a bad motherfucker. He really did what he had to do. Wow, my mom really got her shit together. I love a success story, but even more than a success story, I like a dude who fucks his life up and then gets it back together again story. Those are my favorite stories. And the way to do that, you gotta write shit down. You gotta think that you are the hero in your own fucking movie, and then you gotta sit down and you gotta write shit down. Write down what you need to do. All right, that one was Fix Your Life by Joe Rogan. Next up, Joe Rogan on negative people. has a giant effect not just on your life but on other people's lives around you that's the other thing about it those i can't catch a break guys yeah get them the fuck away from me i can't i can't be around those guys i don't want to hear that shit i don't want to hear that shit i don't buy it 
Because everybody has bad breaks. Yeah. I've had a shit ton of bad breaks. But you know what I did? I, I stayed up. Yeah. And I thought through it. And I, and I figured out what the fuck I did wrong. And then I went back. It's like I fucked up everything I've ever done a hundred times. There's no way other. There's no other way to do it. And I've had a bunch of shitty breaks. Everybody has. But you got to realize when you have those shitty breaks what that is. It's an opportunity for you to reassess, reboot, get better, figure out another way, find another way through. It's just, it's just little challenges. And the people that look at those challenges and go, why do I always have these challenges? They're cancer. Those people are dangerous to be around. They will rob you of your enthusiasm. They don't give you any fuel. They're the opposite of fuel. Yeah. Like the, the fuel people, they're the, whole are the, the people tank. that are kicking ass. The people that are out there just fucking hustling, always, always getting things done. The guy, like my friend Jocko, every morning I'll check his Instagram page, 4.30, shows a picture of his watch, get after it. He's out there working out 4.30 in the morning. He does it every fucking morning. Why? Because he doesn't want to. That's how you do it. You go and get after it. You don't make any excuses. And those kind of guys are fuel. But those I can't catch a break guys, they're the opposite of fuel. They're just pissing on your fire. They're no fun. And, those, and then the, the people that are surround them are all idiots. Because only idiots want to be around I can't catch a break guys. Yeah. Only the dummies stick around. After a while, even if they're your good friend, you got to be like, bro, you got to fucking stop. You got to stop with all this I can't catch a break bullshit. All the time you're complaining, you could be instead hustling. You could be instead chasing your dream. You could be instead figuring out what you're doing wrong, trying to improve certain aspects of your life, getting your shit together, reading a book, meditating, something. Fucking something. But this I can't catch a break shit is not helping anybody, and it pushes everybody away from you. But some people, they get caught in that pattern. And it might be their parents. It might be how they were raised. Somebody might have told them they were useless real early on. It's stuck. And they just, they always, they never feel like they get enough reassurance. They never feel like they get enough motivation. And they feel like other people get more. And they look at all these other people. How come he gets that? How come she gets this? How come he's got that going on? And that, all that's bad for you, too. That's all right, that was Joe Rogan on Negative People. Next up, Joe Rogan and Jocko Willink on Discipline. And this is like something you were drawn to, like a magnet to metal filings. Yeah, yeah, you know? no, I was, I was drawn to it, but I, I was still, like when I joined my dad, my dad said to me, uh, you're going to hate it because you hate authority that's what my dad said to me i was like okay uh and you know but that's that gives you an indication as to what kind of kid i was i was like completely out of control and didn't listen to anybody and i was probably similar to what you were like i'm guessing um you know i was just an out of control kid that just did whatever and so joining the military it it put it put the structure around me and all of a sudden i could take all this energy that i had and, and what's really nice about it is you get this clean slate where they're like, okay, if you do this, you'll be successful. Here's what you do. Check these boxes. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to do those things. And you just do them. And you develop the discipline. You know, the discipline, and I talk about that all the time, you know, the, the fact that discipline equals freedom. And the more discipline you have as a human, the more freedom you're going to have, which is completely counterintuitive. You know, people think, oh, you're living this disciplined lifestyle, so that means you, you, you don't have any freedom. And it's actually the exact opposite. I have freedom because I have discipline. I have, I have, you know, financial freedom because I have financial discipline. I have more time. I have more time because I have the discipline to get up in the morning, you know, mm. before most normal people get up. Those are the kind of disciplines that you put into place, and those definitely get instilled through the military. Well, I think the one thing that discipline definitely does help you with is it, it helps you get things done. 
and when you get things done, when you 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 actually do things, you 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 have more success. If you have more success, and sometimes a, a big part of success is just not being fucking lazy and just doing it. Yeah. Just get that's like ninety percent of it is just showing up. Get there and start working. Like you're not gonna feel perfect every day. If I felt, if I only worked out when I felt good, I'd be a fat fuck. Because there's a lot of days I don't want to do it. I mean, it's pretty much the same with everybody that that actually gets good at something. You you get there's got to be those days you push through, and they're they're probably gonna be more numerous than the days you don't. And so the benefit of discipline in my eyes has always been that through discipline I get things done. Yeah. I always tell my, I always say that I'm like the l- most lazy, disciplined person I know because I don't want to do it. Yeah, but and, I always do. And I'd be interested to get your perspective on this this statement. So I also think that discipline is a, is a pathway to creativity. And I'll tell you, when I talk about creativity, there's another misconception about the military. When you're on the battlefield, is an absolute exercise in creativity okay i already talked about how you're going to lead these people what are you going to do how are you going to influence them how are you going to talk to them how are you going to say the right things that's creativity now you throw on top of that what am i going to do to the enemy how are we going to attack them how are we going to disorganize them how are we going to get in their heads that's all just massive creativity and when i look at people that are artists like yourself because you're a stand-up comedian you i I would imagine that the more disciplined you are the you know you got to get up and write you got to write stuff down you got to read and find out about what's going on in the world to have more things that you can jab at and and make fun of you got to increase your vocabulary so that you are quicker and sharper so that when people are saying things you have more words to battle back at them all those things all that freedom that you get on stage comes from the discipline that you you study you learn you read you write you talk you go through things is that an accurate statement absolutely accurate there's a great book on it Stephen Pressfield wrote a book called the war of art and Pressfield was essentially like a ne'er-do-well till he was like 40 years old he was kind of a fuck-up and then figured it out somewhere along the line figured it out I used to keep a stack of them in my old studio and I'd hand them out to guests if I thought they needed it like just take this just trust me read this because a lot of artists and comics um, I, I, I bet musicians as well but we're writers for sure one of the big problems is sitting down and doing the work mm-hmm. and you you got and Pressfield talks about that it, 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 in the most concise and beautiful way and he labels it like an enemy he calls it resistance mm-hmm. you know and that you have to sit down you have to overcome resistance and that the pro goes to work and it doesn't matter if you're sick doesn't matter if you have kids it doesn't matter what you you're a pro and you go to work and that and that just it puts it in your head that this is what i do this is what, and you have pride in that. And then when you are in front of that keyboard, and you're, you're, you got, you look down the count. It says, I got fuck a thousand words today. I put a thousand words in you. Yeah, yeah. And you, you, you're doing the work, yeah. and out of that work, gems blossom, yeah. little things. But you might have a day where you just write nothing but dog shit. So what? Show up again tomorrow, and tomorrow out of that dog shit, a flower will emerge. You never know, and that's the only way to develop real. Like, to, to really develop your potential 100% in anything, whether it's as an author or even as a martial artist, there's a lot of creativity in martial arts. To be a great striker, you have to be creative because you have to, you have to develop patterns or execute patterns that are, aren't going to be perceived. 
Like if a guy has a real simple one two one two, you're gonna time that shit. You're gonna, we, we were talking before the, this this podcast about Holly Holmes' victory over Ronda Rousey, and one of the things that we were talking about was that Ronda had this very linear, straightforward attack. You knew she was coming, and Holly is a master at at countering. So all she had to do was wait and move, and Ronda was coming in one direction. There was no. There was, there was no variation. There was no creativity. There was no creativity. It was a mad bulldog rush that had worked on everybody else before. But she found one person who was a virtuoso at movement. And she needed creativity, and it wasn't there. And she needed that experience that came with having faced someone who knew that position and knew, knew uh, had a, a deep understanding of that movement, and she didn't have that in her repertoire. And so that's the result that we saw. Like a striker like Anderson Silva, he's extremely creative. If you watch, he's got a fight versus Tony Fricklin um, in Cage Warriors. Cage Warriors? What the fuck was it called in England? Small organization in England. I think was it was it called Cage, Cage Warriors. Warriors? Yeah. yeah. Where he practiced this step-in uppercut elbow, like a sideways elbow. And his coach was going, you're fucking crazy. Stop practicing that. And he would make his wife hold the pillow because his, his coach didn't want him to practice it anymore because he thought he was wasting his time. So he practiced stepping. His wife would hold a pillow for him, and he'd step in and throw this uppercut elbow. That's what he knocked out Fricklin with. Yeah. And he, obviously, yeah. Fricklin was outclassed in that fight, but he wanted to make a point. And like the front kick that he landed the face of Vitor Belfort, Vitor never saw that shit coming because mm-hmm. nobody had done that to him before. Because nobody had done that in the history of the UFC. Nobody had ever knocked anybody out with the first kick you learn in martial arts. But the creativity to try something like that, he would throw punches to your thigh from standing. He would throw a jab to your thigh. He would throw a crescent kick, an inside crescent kick to your face. Like, what the fuck? It was, it was part of what made him such an effective striker is that he threw these things that you All right, that was Joe Rogan and Jocko Willink on Discipline. The last one here for today, Rethink Your Life by Joe Rogan. ridiculous it's not that you know being a muslim isn't ridiculous but being a jew is everything's ridiculous being a catholic's ridiculous being a protestant's ridiculous being a baptist is rid- being a buddhist is ridiculous being in anything is ridiculous if you attach yourself and your mind to any ideology you're going to be on a road and that road may or may not lead you in a good direction but you're going to stay on that road if you're attached to an ideology. And it could be a terrible road. It could be a road of, you know, circumcising your daughter's clitoris because that's a tradition. I mean, these crazy bitches in Africa that cut holes in their lip and stretch them out to put plates on. Why is that? Because they got on a road. They stuck with that road, regardless of rational thinking. They didn't use rational thinking at all. They just adapted a predetermined pattern of behavior that makes life so much more simple. And that's what religion is. The problem is no one knows. You cannot know. You can have your own beautiful personal experiences. You could have been the person that was actually touched by God. And it's not that, you know, yoga is the answer or mushrooms are the answer. There's, there's just questions. The human race is stuck in a giant quagmire when it comes to our behavior and our thinking about our behavior. And until we're honest about that, we're never going to evolve. people man religion can give you some inspiration but there comes a certain point in time where you
recognize that all this morality that you've developed is good because it's good to treat other people good. It's good to treat other people the way you would like to be treated yourself. It's like a golden rule, and there's a reason for it. And that reason is that we're connected in some strange way that we don't totally understand. And unless you are good to other people around you, unless you're kind and friendly and warm and loving, you're not going to enjoy this life. You're just not. You're going to be problems everywhere you go. You're going to have problems everywhere you go. you got to figure out a way to enjoy life. It's not because of Jesus. It's not because of Moses. It's not because of anybody that may or may not have ever existed. It's because that's how you fit in better in the world. That's how you stay positive. figure out like now today what what is you know the best way to live your life what is the you know there, there's got to be ways where you can be putting forward the most positive energy i mean we know objectively what's causing pollution we know objectively what's causing birth defects and you know and are we're taking in too much chemicals and not enough vitamins we know objectively all this stuff we know how to organize our world and yet we don't do it we know how to organize our health and yet very few people do it we know all these things the right path to like being like a happy healthy person is to do all the shit that we already know you're supposed to do take care of your body take care of your health take care of your mind your stress meditate be kind to people we all know that i mean you ask anybody they know how to get by and to be the most evolved version of you that you can be healthy foods in your body many many vegetables vegetables a lot of good good quality protein a lot of water stop the sodas stop the bullshit start working out your body and get a better sense of like how this machine feels when it's moving it's flowing better there's less tension in it your mind feels like relaxed and and you enjoy every single moment of the day better step one everybody knows that step right what's step two be cool to people be nice to as many people as you can smile at as many people as you can have them smile back at you tip well when you go to restaurants just do the most you can what else do what you want to do with your life right don't don't go be doing something you don't enjoy don't get locked into doing something crazy because you need the money don't don't do that do what you want to do do what the fuck is it that you really want to do i mean everybody makes their own path through this world but a lot of people don't follow the path that they really feel pulled to do what you want to do because if someone else is doing it you can do it just do the most you can you know all right and that was rethink your life by joe rogan and there you have it episode two i really appreciate you all tuning in today if you haven't checked out joe rogan please do yourself a favor and check out his podcast the joe rogan experience and try to catch one of his live comedy shows you won't regret it Please, 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 if you enjoyed this podcast and it provided you some value, leave a thumbs up wherever you're tuning in at or leave a review on iTunes. This would mean the world to me. As always, peace and love. I look forward to you tuning in next time.